Lieutenant Scott came slipping up the tunnel into the bunker. What happened? Something entered the screen. An Ivan. Just one? Eric brought the view screen around. Scott peered into it. Now there were numerous metal spheres crawling over the prostrate body, dull metal globes clicking and whirring, sawing up the Russian into small parts to be carried away. What a lot of claws, Scott murmured. They come like flies. Not much game for them anymore. Scott pushed the sight away, disgusted. Like flies. I wonder why he was out there. They know we have claws all around. A larger robot had joined the smaller spheres. It was directing operations, a long, blunt tube with projecting eyepieces. There was not much left of the soldier. What remained was being brought down the hillside by the host of claws. Sir, Leone said, if it's all right, I'd like to go out there and take a look at him. Why? Maybe he came with something. Scott considered. He shrugged. All right, but be careful. I have my tab. Leone patted the metal band at his wrist. I'll be out of bounds. He picked up his rifle and stepped carefully up to the mouth of the bunker, making his way between blocks of concrete and steel prongs, twisted and bent. The air was cold at the top. He crossed over the ground toward the remains of the soldier, striding across the soft ash. A wind blew around him, swirling gray particles up in his face. He squinted and pushed on. The claws retreated as he came close, some of them stiffening into immobility. He touched his tab. The Ivan would have given something for that. Short, hard radiation emitted from the tab neutralized the claws, put them out of commission. Even the big robot, with its two waving eye stalks, retreated respectfully as he approached. He bent down over the remains of the soldier. The gloved hand was closed tightly. There was something in it. Leone pried the fingers apart, a sealed container, aluminum, still shiny. He put it in his pocket and made his way back to the bunker. Behind him, the claws came back to life, moving into operation again. The procession resumed, metal spheres moving through the gray ash with their loads. He could hear their treads scrabbling against the ground. He shuddered. Scott watched intently as he brought the shiny tube out of his pocket. He had that? In his hand, Leone unscrewed the top. Maybe you should look at it, sir. Scott took it. He emptied the contents out in the palm of his hand, a small piece of silk paper carefully folded. He sat down by the light and unfolded it. What's it say, sir? Eric said. Several officers came up the tunnel. Major Hendricks appeared. Major, Scott said. Look at this. Hendricks read the slip. This just come? A single runner, just now. Where is he? Hendricks asked sharply. The claws got him. Major Hendricks grunted. Here. He passed it to his companions. I think this is what we've been waiting for. They certainly took their time about it. So they want to talk terms, Scott said. Are we going along with them? That's not for us to decide, Hendricks sat down. Where's the communications officer? I want the moon base. 
Leone pondered as the communications officer raised the outside antenna cautiously, scanning the sky above the bunker for any sign of a watching Russian ship. Sir, Scott said to Hendricks, it's sure strange they suddenly came around. We've been using the claws for almost a year. Now all of a sudden they start to fold. Maybe claws have been getting down in their bunkers. One of the big ones, the kind with stalks, got into an Ivan bunker last week, Eric said. It got a whole platoon of them before they got their lid shut. How do you know? A buddy told me. The thing came back with... with remains. Moon base, sir, the communications officer said. On the screen, the face of the lunar monitor appeared. His crisp uniform contrasted to the uniforms in the bunker, and he was clean-shaven. Moon base. This is Forward Command L. Whistle, on Terra. Let me have...